0: welcome to the investing stuff you should know podcast where we bring you expert insights into the world of investing my name is johnny nelson your host today we're thrilled to have jeremy kitchen as our special guest jeremy uh, we're going to let him kind of give the details of his bio but it's been really cool it was kind of a the story essentially is one of they had a w2 they found some they were in a market with it with really a a tremendous appreciation. They did a HELOC. And then since that time, they just going to jump with both feet into real estate investing. So we're going to let Jeremy uh, share that story and how it's gone and what are the things we're going to learn. So Jeremy, thank you for being here with us, man.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely appreciate it. Awesome, man. So Give us a little bit of background. So I think
0: um I mentioned that you, that you were in uh well just yeah, just tell us from the beginning. ago. so you're in Corteline, you Idaho. Yep, you yep. Your house recently, yeah. Just give us that story real quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll run through the whole the whole gauntlet there. So yeah, my wife and I um actually I started working at a real estate photography company back in 2019. Um, I was working specifically with real estate investors. And I remember when I first got there, because it was a W-2 job, obviously, I thought these people were nuts. Honestly, like what are you doing? You're buying distressed houses, you're you're hoping to make money on them. Like it just sounds like such a gamble. Um, and then you know, Newton's law or whatever it is, you hang around the five people you know, that just be kind of comes uh what your mantra becomes. So I got the itch. I started following up on all the education, reading all the books, and then um I ended up meeting my wife through that company too, because she was the transaction manager for the company. And uh, so yeah, we kind of hit it off, did that in 2021, we got our primary residence Uh, in Idaho, obviously around that time COVID was happening and a lot of things happening in the world for sure. But we bought our house, we bought it for $305,000 and it was like, Oh shit, this is, this is a lot. You know, this is crazy. We're doing it. Okay. We just met. We're buying a house Um, within (laughs) a year. Life's happening
0: fast here. Life is going for sure. (laughs)
1: Um, Within that, obviously before, we even had the house built. There was sixty thousand dollars of equity in the house, just in the ground. Maybe. I was like, okay, wow, this is pretty cool. So at that point, we were like, okay, well, what do we do? Do we get a cash out refi? Do we refinance? We're just trying to think of investing strategies that would work for us. Um, but we were on a we we're still on a two and a half percent interest rate with our with our mortgage. So we're never getting rid of that. That's that's free money, right?
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So within a year, obviously we got it appraised. We bought it at three hundred five. It ended up appraising at five twenty seven. Uh, we took out a HELOC for one hundred seventy thousand dollars, and off to the races we went. We uh, we had an investing plan. The first deal we did was we did a hard money loan through our HELOC. Uh, we bought a house for some friends using our HELOCs money. Uh, the thing I like about that though, it was um, it was a very very secure deal. They got it about fifty percent loan to value. Um, I didn't know what I was doing when I was making loans at that point. So that was, uh, that was a fun learning experience for sure.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's touch on that, uh, in a minute here, Jeremy. So let's, let's just kind of reset the stage here, uh, Mm -hmm. for the folks here. So Jeremy and his wife you know they kind of just maybe they met there at the at at the office with an office romance mm-hmm. and then it uh, then we went to real estate so that's that's a that's a pretty fast transition to for a sure. lot of people but also it sets a stage for what like could happen so they all see Jeremy and his wife they took advantage of the time and an opportunity and stepped into it you know but let's talk about Jeremy the um the opportunity that you saw and why you guys felt emboldened and encouraged or whatever to go ahead and just make that. And you felt like it was the right thing for you. Give us the mindset and the, the things that you kind of went through to, that, to make that decision.
1: Sure. Like I said, my wife was actually on part of the real estate team. She was the transaction manager. Uh, it is a priority. or You have to invest if you are part of that team. Uh, and I remember my wife got her first flip actually in 2019. So I would go there, and this is before we were even dating. I was just intrigued by the process. Yes. Um. So I went and I helped her, you know, paint the walls. I helped her do all the dirty crap, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna make you know sixty, eighty thousand dollars off this flip. That that's my W two income in two years. And, and, and that's when it clicked with me. I'm like, there is definitely something in real estate. Not like I want to flip anymore, but like there's a there's definitely money to be made for sure. So.
0: Absolutely. So then you saw between your wife and yourself, you had some knowledge, some experience, then you saw the possibility, the power of it. So I gave you the confidence like, hey, this could work. So you're kind of mm-hmm. on the periphery and some of the support services, essentially, of real estate, which there are a lot of people are, oh, sure. but some people still don't have the courage or that's not so much. That they don't have the courage. It's, I guess the, you know, the vision perhaps to see that like this could work for them and to right. step into that.
1: Anyway, it's it's so. definitely hard to step in. I mean, obviously, I've been W-2. I, I grew up with a poor dad mentality. Uh, I love my dad, obviously, but he he's going to work until he's dead. And uh, that's not what I want to do. I want to work in different directions where I can uh, utilize my time better and awesome. without breaking my body.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, explain to the folks, probably a lot of people know, but... Uh, for the, let's just assume that they don't, let's, let's assume I don't, I actually have a HELOC sure. right now in my house as well. Mm-hmm. walk through the basic principles of what HELOC is. And of course, you took advantage of, of real, of strong appreciation, but mm-hmm. perhaps you've owned your house for a, a house for a long time. Maybe you're an older person or an older couple, and you maybe already have a lot of equity built in, but go walk through the basics of what a HELOC is and how it could be utilized.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So a HELOC, that actually just stands for home equity line of credit. So it's a line of of credit in a second position lien on your house. So when you take out a HELOC, it actually puts on another lien on your house for a second position. Um, Right now we have a variable rate, so it goes up and down every month, obviously. But what you can do is you can take that out. And with that, you don't have to do anything with your loan. So your home mortgage loan will stay exactly the same. The HELOC has its own loan on it. Um, And that's nice if you don't want to change the terms of your loan, say you're almost paid off with your house, or say you were in a high equity position, or you have a really good um, mortgage rate on your house, that's a good way to get a HELOC without having to do a cash out refi, just a different way to do it. So um, again, it's just a a line of credit that you're supposed to use for home repair on your house. But we did talk to the bankers beforehand say, hey, we're going to be buying real estate with this. This is exactly what they're doing, and they were okay with it.
0: Right. Yeah. And they, uh, when I applied for my HELOC, they actually gave a long list of some things that I even thought were, I think they mentioned vacation, and, mm-hmm. which I think you and I both know as real estate, serious real estate professionals, like that's a rather ridiculous thing to use your HELOC. You sure. can go ahead and do that since it's the one shot thing, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, that that is, they do, you know, they do allow that. Yeah. So it really is up to the user to use it how, how they wish, but uh, sure. you know, Back to that mentality, like you said, of the rich, the, uh, rich dad, poor dad, you know, mm-hmm. what are you doing with this money? You're just using it to spend on frivolous things, one-shot things, or you're using your hard-earned money to then turning, you know, put that into an asset and to make more money, which I think we know both know is
1: super important. Right. The thing I like about it is it gives everyone, even the person who's just the average Joe, the option to invest, right? So like I went into this without a lot of investing experience, but I knew that I could use this asset to make more money. So what we did again with that first deal, we did a hard money loan on that first deal. Um, we ended up making about $15,000 after, after all the fees we paid to our HELOC, which is a good first start on a HELOC, you know, like if somebody just wanted to take somebody else's money and make an extra 15,000 bucks, that's pretty cool.
0: It is. It totally is here. Uh, just to give us a little local flavor, Jeremy, not really the point of where we're going, but just so people have a little context there. What is the market now in Northern Idaho?
1: Medium home price, I think, is about $525, so it hasn't really dipped much from that time we actually got that HELOC. It dipped a little bit back in November, December, but it's climbing again. Um, It's a very big vacation town. They do Ironman here, a lot of cool things. Spokane is just 30 minutes away, so it's it's definitely a hot spot to be in for uh, the market for sure, but it makes it tougher to buy any other properties in this area at that same time.
0: For sure. What is the uh, what? What are the new? What's the new house market look like? Or is there still builders doing stuff? Or is it pretty? Is it down to a trickle? What does that look like?
1: It's down to a trickle for sure. I'm friends with a lot of builders, and um, they're they're definitely laying off the reins a little bit. So uh, yeah, there's still new builds happening, but you know, with the price of lumber and the price of everything that skyrocketed over the last couple of years, uh, you have to be a lot more safe when you're doing new builds up here for sure.
0: Absolutely. So you guys took that HELOC and use that more or less as seed money to then become you know, the bank, you know the mm-hmm. the Jeremy and wife kitchen bank here and yep, just yep. start doing some cool things. I don't think that people, I don't think people realize how you know for the entrepreneurial, for the innovative, for the 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 bold, really that you mm-hmm. can do some really amazing things if you have again some seed capital, whether it's you know you know twenty grand or like you guys had almost ten x that of two hundred grand mm-hmm. yep. and really kick it off and do some interesting things. You mentioned real quick, Jeremy, about the uh, hard money lending. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's maybe that has grown inside your business. But what does that look like? So firstly, what are the things you need to look for? As you start doing hard money lending? What are some of the things you need to protect yourself with? And then how did that? uh, How did that become attractive?
1: Sure. 100%. So, so actually that started um, when we got our HELOC. I remember I didn't have an investment that I wanted to do myself. So I pitched it out to the team. I was like, we have $170,000 who wants some money. And it just so happened there were some agents on the team that were that, looking that, to get a deal.
0: <laughs> that tends to get people's attention, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> that does. Yeah. Yeah. Money talks for sure. Um, and again, we didn't know what we were doing at this first one, but it still ended up in a, a really good term. Um, we ended up, I think the house price, it's been a, about a year and a half now, but the house price they got it at was $120,000 in it's uh Kellogg, Idaho. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the area up in the not mountains so a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's $120,000 for just a single family four two. Um, they were estimating selling it for about 250,000, with just a really light rehab called a hotel. They just kind of cleaned it up and put it on the market. Um, They were anticipating only doing the the project for two months. Now, what I wanted in this is I wanted guaranteed interest. I'm like, I will happily fund 100% of the purchase price. And again, hard money lenders don't really do that. I'm learning for sure. Um, Do 100% of the purchase price, zero down, zero points. So, yeah, that was a screaming deal for them. But what I did do is I did do just, um, just,
0: just, just for the folks on the listening, they're like, damn it. I wish I was there.
1: Right. When, yeah. I early learned definitely early, early Jeremy.
0: Sure. I wish I would have like been at that table and said, I'll take some of that right now.
1: Right. And it was, it was secured by itself, obviously. So if these investors failed, I got a $120,000 house that I could definitely make double my money on. So I was not worried about that. I was not worried about the integrity of the people. Again, the, actually doing that deal actually got the attention of hard money lenders. So now I work for them, and I lend out their money for other projects, and I use oh, my for my own. So yeah, yeah, it. Uh, we'll
0: talk about it that. We'll a, talk about that a minute here, but yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That that deal led me to uh, what I do now as a profession. So it uh, it all had a way of coming back to me for sure. Um, I did do guaranteed interest for them. So I said, even if you do it in two months, I want twelve interest months of interest. Uh, they got it done in two months and I got my 12 months of interest and that was great. It was all done. I made a quick 12 to $15,000. They made, I think 80 or 90 combined and uh, everyone was happy.
0: Yes. What, um, on the team, when you when you engage with somebody, what kind of trust do you feel like is the appropriate level of trust and and due diligence on a on a project like that or a project like sure. that as you kind of step into the space?
1: Yeah, that one again, like I didn't exactly vet the deal, but we knew it was an appreciating market. And even if they failed, we were okay. Um, it's again something that I didn't know how to lend until I lent. So I started doing these projects and then I realized, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really like how that worked. I'm not going to do that next time. Or, yeah. oh, these, these sort of end up doing great. Uh, next time, I'm going to switch it up in more of my favor because, you know, with with the changing times, we do have a variable interest on our HELOC. So, you know, what started out as 4% interest is now 8.5%. The same deals that made sense at 4.5% do not make sense at 85 So
0: for sure. What uh, you mentioned in your bio, Jeremy, that you also have done some joint ventures. What is, mm-hmm. uh, again, just kind of the looking at the um, the landscape of the things you've done here sure. uh, when this quick forward, this quick jump into real estate, which is super exciting, at least mm-hmm. from my perspective. I think I love this. I love the story. I love the, the, you. the, yeah. the story we're telling here. Uh, what does that look What does that look like? And uh, have you left your money in those deals? And what kind of mm-hmm. deals have you, have you joint ventured with other folks? Sure. On?
1: Um the next deal I got so obviously at the beginning when I was still trying to figure out investing before I wanted to lend I was pitching to one of my partners I'm like hey I've got $20,000 I want to I want to do a flip with you I want to do a flip and I just I honestly bugged him until he did it um and that worked out really well but um we got into our first flip which is now my my rental because we we just ended up keeping it long term Um, with that though, it was, um, I gave him $20,000 and that was to help with the rehab. We were going to be 50, 50 partners. We bought this site unseen from a wholesaler and I would recommend people don't do that.
0: Sounds like a lesson. Tell us the lesson, Jeremy. Tell yeah, us wh- tell, the lesson, tell us why not. Like, tell yeah, like yeah. A, could be could be good, could be bad. Like, like could why be good, never? Could be
1: bad. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, you want you want to trust your wholesalers, obviously. But then when they say, "Hey, this house is moving ready, ready," uh, it's going to be a light cosmetic flip. And we get in there, and the day we get in there, the roof is caving in. There's subfloor missing. Uh, the HVAC was broken, and I'm like, "This is not a light flip. This is a this is a whole remodel." So uh, yeah, this is a 20. Deep. Heavy yeah.
0: remodel, yes.
1: I ended up forking up a little bit more money out of the HELOC. I ended up putting another, I think it was about forty to fifty thousand into that. Um, we've since refinanced, and I've gotten most of that money out, but we left some equity in the deal just in case we end up wanting to sell again later. Uh, so I still have about twenty grand in the deal, but it's cash flowing a thousand bucks a month right now. So that's uh, you know, yeah, not too shabby. So- yeah. That, that, that helps a lot
0: here. Sure. Is, that the only, is that the only, only deal you've JV'd so far? And you kind of, you're really focused on the, uh, on the, the uh, hard money lending or is it kind of, it's kind of an equal uh, focus, it's, I, said, um, I suppose, on either side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an equal focus right now. That's the only rental I've done, but I have done about three or four other joint ventures. Um, one of them, same guy I partnered with on my flip, actually, he needed some more funds to finish up another one of his flips. So my job in this one was I was to give him up to $10,000 in in exchange for ten percent of the equity when he sells, yeah, and that ended up being a really good deal for me because I ended up only putting twenty seven hundred dollars into the deal, and I made an extra thirteen thousand off that. So I turned three thousand into sixteen thousand, which was a pretty cool deal in a couple months.
0: Those returns are amazing, man. Those yep, returns yep. are amazing.
1: So yeah, that's and really then I'm um, done a couple other things. I got a flip going right now. This one is going a little bit long. Uh, we originally had plans to have one of our buddies be the contractor. Uh, he unfortunately got injured, so we had to hire out our contracting work, which obviously changes your prices. Uh, I'll still make money, just not going to be the uh, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars I was anticipating. So,
0: yeah, for sure. You mentioned something that caught my interest, Jeremy, at the beginning or towards the beginning of the conversation. And you said you got the interest of some other hard money lenders, and they're mm-hmm. relying on you to manage or find the deal or engage with partners. Uh, if you can explain the relationship there and what the, these other hard money lenders saw and needed in you and what the service you're providing.
1: Sure. Yeah. So again, I'm just right now I'm just kind of brokering money for these hard money lenders. Uh, but they found out I was doing the deal at zero points, uh, 0% down. And uh, he called me and he's like, Hey, this is, this is bad for our business. Just so you know, like we're professional lenders. Uh, it's nothing again, too. I know you're trying to make a quick buck, but um, if you want to learn how to lend and lend effectively, we would love to have you work for us. So basically my job is I go find people who need hard money loans. And then I'm just a liaison between the lender and the buyer.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I could see why they, they, my, my, why they might reach out to you and uh, express some concern, but also yeah. like, hey, like you could bring this new guy under our wing here and show them how, uh, you know, how the pros do it. And yep. uh, what is the, what is the advantage? And what, I guess uh, to that, let's maybe turn into a question. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, some of the fundamental things you've learned in professionalizing that, that idea mm-hmm. of hard money lending? Cause I've done some hard money lending too. Sure. And also I'm like you, uh, well, I, or maybe I, I was like, you We're mm-hmm. very green. I talked to some people, some mentors, some other people like, like make sure this, this, and this is in there. But from your perspective, what are some things you've learned uh, since, as you engage with these more professional hard money lenders?
1: Sure. Absolutely. I think I've learned to vet deals a little bit better, to be honest with you. Um, I learned that um, you need to have a little bit of skin in the game. If you're going to be doing any sort of partnerships, um, and lenders risk, it is a real thing, right? They don't want to just trust your word. They want to trust the numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can come to me and say like, oh, I've got this screaming deal. You know, it's, I'm getting at a half value. And then we start doing our research and I'm like, this isn't a deal. You don't have a deal yet, unfortunately. Right, um right. and I do what think is, honestly what is the vetting what,
0: process what does the vetting process look like you know give us like specifics there or-
1: Yeah so it's it's pretty simple we don't go into like your credit or anything like that we take a quick credit screenshot to make sure that you're capable of holding the credit you don't have a really bad credit score or anything like that Uh really what it comes down to is just that loan to value and loan to cost to be honest with you uh, the the loan to value sweet spot we're really looking for is around seventy to eighty percent loan to value. So definitely have some equity in the deal. And in order to have equity in the deal, you either need to get a really good deal, or you need to come with some money down. Yeah. And again, that just that helps make it so our lenders are trusted and verified that you can do this. Um, in the case of any foreclosure or anything like that, they know that they can move this property quickly enough and recap all their money.
0: Absolutely. Talk to us about that if, if you would, Jeremy, on, and this is kind of an opaque area that unless you're a real estate investor or a flipper that's kind of outside that knowledge mm-hmm. domain, is there's quite a few people out there with money. And there's mm-hmm. actually there's not a and there's also a pool of people that are actually willing to lend lend that money too. So mm-hmm. that's what this whole world is based on of hard money lending. Sure. Um, yeah, talk to us about that. Of of where how do these people connect? Uh, where where did they get their money? How do they kind of get grow up and get into the business is just folks like you, or is it other people? What have you seen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've only met the, my main point of contact. A lot of them are out of state. Um, But my main, my main contact has lived in the area forever and uh, he just has his investors. So he basically is the connector for the other investors at that point. When I pitch him a deal, he sends out the email like, all right, Jeremy's got a new deal. This is what it is. Um, We've got a pool of about 25 to 35 people who are willing to invest on any of our projects. Um, It's We have about $250 million in funds, so we're pretty liquid right now, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And as long as the deal makes sense, you know, like 10 people will get in. And as long as all 10 people get in, they have to be at an equal partnership when that happens, right? So if the deal needs to get extended or they need additional funds, if you put in 50% at the beginning, you need to put in an additional 50% of whatever comes out. Uh, Oh, I see. So everything has to be- that
0: commitment up front, yeah. Exactly,
1: yep. So if it ends up going longer, which we try to make deals that don't, obviously, and that's where the vetting process comes in. We want investors that are going to do their job and do it good and do it quick. And we want that repeat business. You know, you had a good time working with us. We had a good time working with you. Let's do it again. Let's run that back. So,
0: Amazing, man. Let's wrap up the final segment of the show, Jeremy, and talk about your social media game. And I've been mm-hmm. talking to um, a number uh my presence. I like LinkedIn a lot, a little bit of mm-hmm. Facebook, YouTube, this, that, and the other and of course it takes a lot of time a lot of focus a lot of effort some people are sure. just better at it i'm sure your stuff is probably far better than my stuff i'm 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 okay at it at i'm
1: best. working man it's hard yeah
0: yeah <laughs> what uh what are the different channels you're on and i can like see a list but i just want you to speak to it and then what has been your approach to it uh you mentioned real quickly at the beginning that you're a photographer so i'm thinking mm-hmm. like hey jeremy's probably creative he's got you know, different ways of setting this up. He's got, he's got a little bit of an edge there already. So talk to the, the, to a technical person like myself as an engineer, not, not the non-creative, you know, all about the numbers, blah, 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 construction manager, Mm -hmm. talk to us about how, how one, uh, finds traction and, and some tips, tips and tra- uh, techniques inside the social media space.
1: Sure. I think in order to find traction in social media, you have to do a couple things. The first thing you have to do is be consistent. Um, it's not like a one and done posting. Obviously, I could post one video and be like, oh, I'm done. I did my social media forever. It doesn't really work like that. You have to be consistent and you have to show up and you have to engage with other people. Um, and you have to have actually conversations and we obviously made up on LinkedIn and you were looking for podcast guests and that's how that ended up happening, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, it's, that's, it all leads to somewhere for sure. So, um, you have to be consistent and you have to be engaging and you have to provide value with your content. Um, And in order to provide value, I think having a different perspective that somebody else hasn't seen, talking about your deals, uh, just being your authentic self on social media and and posting that regularly is going to get you the most followers and the most bang for your buck for sure. Awesome. What channels are you on? Right now, I am on LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and I just started Twitter. I'm not too good at it, but uh, just recycling the old content that I've done and uh, putting it all out there. So...
0: Where do you feel like the best? The where do you feel like your voice is mo- most natural? Which which channel do you feel like it just resonates the bo- the best or the sure. most followers, whatever metric yeah, you yeah. use?
1: I think the best place I've done so far is Instagram. There's a lot of other investors, and the thing I like about Instagram is you can just see all the work everyone else is doing because a lot of these other people are making content. Right, it, it's very hard to stick out, and that's not exactly the point. The point is just to be consistent with it, but you do have to continue, you know, trying to stick out and break that mold for sure. But you see a lot of other investors, fix and flips. You see, hey, here's how I got financing on this, 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 and it's it's just a really cool place to talk and interact with for sure.
0: I say that's, awesome. that's awesome. I'm definitely I'm not on Instagram at all. And I like kind of resisted it just because I, I just don't feel like it's my thing. Sure, but also you know I I know a handful of people that are have found success on Instagram. <laughs> you feel like it's a. A personality thing. I'm just going kind to, of, we're just chatting this, chatting through this journey. Sure. Do you feel like it it's a personality thing where it's like, hey, this, like, just Instagram is just kind of me, you know, the dynamic and the way this is mm-hmm. done and executed. You feel like that's, uh, there's something that's kind of innate to you or no?
1: Sure. It, it, it honestly depends. Honestly, I'm a 35 year old dude. Uh, I was so against getting on TikTok and I got on TikTok. I was like, there's people on TikTok. Um, the worst that can happen is I get some more eyeballs on my stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not exactly like thrilled. I'm like, okay, I got to go post on TikTok, but it's just another social avenue where people can see what I'm doing. And the more people that see what I'm doing, the more conversations like this I'm going to end up having.
0: For sure. What is that? well, this will be the final topic we'll touch on here. What is your, um, I guess your strategy, do you use any um, like buffer or HubSpot or something like that to broadcast the different channels or do you manually post that out? How do you manage the, the different, when you're on that many channels, I, I imagine unless you wanna spend an entire day or two on that, do you have some tools that you use to facilitate?
1: That's a really good question. And I honestly wish I had tools. I've never even heard of those things you just pitched. Oh, me. wow. Yep, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm manually putting that stuff on all the platforms. But the good thing about it is I can make it once and it almost goes everywhere. Other than like, you know, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube shorts or anything like that. I uh, just need to recut just a little bit off of some of my content make it less than 60 seconds. Put those subtitles on. That's all pretty automatic. And then it's just uploading to the content. So uploading to the platform
0: awesome man i love the fresh uh your fresh take jeremy i love the freshness of your of your recent foray into this and i think that's what the audience is gonna get get out of this is you know someone that wasn't again we're just for the audience here someone that has not been in the real estate space adjacent to it and then they quickly got into it and then they're just going you know like both feet really hitting it hard and then of course talking about as we both know what is becomes relevant to a lot of people realtors agents flippers investors A lot of that becomes very relevant after a bit as you start trying to build your own personal brand wherever you are Uh, and then that becomes just a kind of a core piece of your business as well so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so beautiful all right well thank you for uh everyone here at the investing stuff you know podcast for listening to another great episode i love these kinds of conversations we take you all kinds of places here uh this one has been very exciting and fresh for me i love bringing folks like jeremy on that have a fresh take and that are recent to give you inspiration for things you're doing Uh, Jeremy, anything that you want to share uh, for besides, I can actually drop all your links in there. Anything that you're working on or that you want to share for the audience before we wrap it up?
1: No, I mean, honestly, uh, definitely. Thanks so much for having me on. But the thing I want to share is, you know, take action and and arm yourself with knowledge. That's all it takes to get started in this business. And that's all it takes to really get successful. Take action and and arm yourself for what can happen. And then just do both those and ride that roller coaster. Beautiful. All right. Until next time,
0: folks, uh, give us a like, give us a follow, spread the word. Later. Bye.